Welcome to the Sober and Happy Podcast, where we talk about all things recovery-related, how to navigate the challenges that we'll face along the way on our journeys towards our best lives, and how we could go from living a life of simply just being sober to a life where we're both sober and happy. I was talking to someone last week that I've known for a while. He has reached out to me a few times about getting sober, but every time he'd ultimately keep drinking, saying that he was a functional alcoholic and that he didn't need to stop yet. When I saw his number on my phone and I answered this time, the first words out of his mouth were, well, I'm no longer functional. It got me thinking about my period of drinking when I referred to myself as a functional alcoholic and how, like my friend, the functional part eventually went away. So can someone be a functional alcoholic? And if so, is there a way to maintain that status or is it just a phase on the way towards being a full-blown alcoholic? Well, that's what we're going to discuss today. So buckle up. This is going to be a great episode. Welcome back. First, I want to apologize if my voice is a little jacked up. I'm a huge baseball fan, and it's playoff baseball right now, and my Arizona Diamondbacks are in the playoffs. I was blessed enough to be able to take my mom and one of my nieces to a baseball game earlier, and it was a very exciting game, so my voice definitely paid the price. But we're going to go ahead and push through it, and I thank you for having a little bit of understanding. So today is a big milestone for this podcast. When I started, I committed to putting out an episode a week for one entire year, and then I would decide if I wanted to continue doing this. Last week was a 52nd episode, and today is the first episode of the second year. I want to express my gratitude to every person who has listened to an episode and for each person who has shared my podcast with someone else. For every email or DM I've received from people saying that the podcast has helped them somehow. Whether to continue to produce episodes every week wasn't even a debate in my head at this point. As long as you guys keep listening, I will keep putting out new episodes every Friday. So thank you again to everyone who has supported me in this journey. Okay, now back to the episode. I remember the first time I heard the term functional alcoholic. My drinking had started to get to a point that family and friends started voicing their concerns. Some even started mentioning the alcoholic word. I knew I was drinking too much, and if I was to be completely honest with myself, I wondered sometimes too if I was becoming an alcoholic. But I never wanted to admit it because that would mean people would want me to quit, and I was not ready to quit. So I was sitting at a restaurant one night with some friends, and two women were at the table next to us having a private conversation that was loud enough that most of the tables around them could hear. One woman was lecturing the other about staying in a relationship with a man who was an alcoholic. The lady defended her boyfriend by saying, look, it's not like he's some homeless bum living in a ditch drinking out of a brown paper bag. He's a functional alcoholic. He goes to work. He pays the bills. Yeah, he drinks a lot, but he is still functional. I had not heard that term before that moment, but I knew I was going to use it. I mean, it was powerful enough that not only did the girlfriend buy it as a legitimate excuse from her boyfriend, but she was even using it to justify his drinking to her friends. I only had one problem. I'd already moved past the way she described a functional alcoholic. But I went to work most of the time, and I usually paid most of my bills before the shutoff notice came. Sounded functional enough for me. So I walked out of that restaurant that day as a functional alcoholic, and I used that description well beyond my life being functional. 
Here's the thing about my drinking. I never desired to be a normal drinker. I didn't want to control my drinking. The idea of coming home from work, having one or two drinks while watching the evening news, and then going to bed never appealed to me. I like to get drunk. My desire was to be a functional alcoholic. I wanted to be able to drink as much as I wanted and still be able to be responsible. I wanted all the fun and none of the consequences. For me, that was not possible and I was never able to crack the code to become a functional alcoholic. But I meet people all the time who seem to be able to do that. But I've also found the more I get to know them that although they may check the boxes for having a job, paying the bills, and maybe even making most of their kids baseball games or dance recitals, their lives are often far from functional beyond the outside appearance. As we dig more into the effects drinking has on their lives, we find that in most, it is having negative impacts in almost every area. And if we talk about what their dreams and goals are in life, many of them realize that they have settled for functional when they want so much more in their lives. Between my experiences and the many people I've talked to who have reached out to me concerned about their drinking, I have found these are the biggest challenges people have faced around living as a functional alcoholic. Number one, it's very hard to maintain that state. For most people I've known, myself included, being a functional alcoholic is just one of the many stages of the progression of alcoholism. It also very often is just another form of denial. I really never was a functional alcoholic, even from the most basic definition of functional. I just did not want to refer to myself as a full-blown alcoholic, and it seemed to lessen the stigma in my own mind. And as my drinking progressed, I just changed my own definition. At first, it was going to work and paying the bills. Then it was, well, I've never been fired from a job for my drinking, and I've never been evicted from a place or had a vehicle repossessed. Eventually, all I could say is, well, it's not like I'm homeless and begging for money for a drink. And when it gets to that point, I learned that you often are not very far from becoming exactly that. When I first got sober, the only car I could afford was a 1985 Toyota Camry that had about a quarter million miles on it. This car was the definition of functional. It started up when I turned the key, and it got me from point A to point B most of the time. But the car leaked every fluid you could put into a car. I had to put fluids in it daily to keep the engine from blowing up. It maxed out at about 60 miles per hour on the freeway before it was shaking so bad that it felt like it was going to fall apart. Any drive over about 30 minutes would cause my back to hurt. Various dash lights would turn on and off, sometimes for completely unknown reasons that I never figured out. As I racked up the miles on the car, it became harder to keep the car functional. And then one day, it no longer was functional. A friend I sold it to forgot to put oil in it for a couple of days and it was done. This is where a few people may tell me, well, I've been a functional alcoholic for years and I still go to work every day. But are you happy? This is where most people pause before replying to me. Even among the most functional of functional alcoholics, there is still a level of emotional turmoil that comes with drinking alcoholically, no matter how much you shine it up with the term like functional. Like having to constantly maintain that car I mentioned, maintaining a life of a functional alcoholic can be extremely hard. I found that no matter how functional I was, the relationships in my life suffered. It turns out not everybody looked at functional alcoholism with the same positivity as that lady at the restaurant defending her boyfriend. No matter how much I tried to downplay the effects of my drinking, it affected my ability to show up fully in every relationship in my life. 
I put every dream and ambition I had on hold, and I continued to lower the bar on the standards I had for myself. And no matter how hard I tried to justify it to myself and others, there was a part of my soul that was dying, and I felt it. My depression and anxiety grew, and I treated it the only way I knew how, which was more drinking. So if you consider yourself a functional alcoholic or, like me, was desperately trying to achieve and maintain that status, I ask you the same question I mentioned earlier. Are you happy? Are you living a fulfilled life that excites you? Are you showing up in the relationships in your life in a way that makes you feel proud? Are you willing to settle for functional? Or if you tap into that part of the soul that speaks truth, do you want more from your life? Those are questions only you could answer. And if you sit quietly with your thoughts around those questions, I'm certain you will find the answer. It may not be the one you want, but it will be your truth. Thank you for listening to this episode, and I hope you're finding value from listening to this podcast. If you are, I'm asking you for two huge favors this week. Share the episode with one person, and please subscribe to the podcast, both of which help it grow. New episodes come out each Friday, so I look forward to connecting with you next week. And as always, thank you so much for listening, and keep living sober and happy.